Action, baby. Okay, we're back for take two. Let's do a quick introduction. Let's go, let's go. All right, Ishita, let's go. Where are you from? Where are you at? I'm Ish. Uh, I live in New York City, and then I decided that I want to quarantine with my parents and my brother, so I decided to fly back to Dubai. Um, And yeah, I've been back for a month. All right, Vikrant. Hi, my name's Vikrant. I'm... I live in New York, and I'm quarantining in D.C. currently with my girlfriend and her roommate. And my parents are, they, they live in Singapore, have a brother in Chicago, so we're all quarantining from different places. Rohan? Hey, everyone. I'm, I'm Rohan. Uh, I'm from Singapore originally, um, but I, I now live in New York City. I'm quarantined here by myself. Uh, my parents are... Uh, live in Singapore, but are actually stuck in India with the lockdown of the country there. All right. I'm Kevin. I'm from New York, but I'm in Singapore. All right. We can stop stop being stiff. Let's let's get right into it, okay? Drop some heat. So- <laughs> Drop some heat. Let's go. Let's go. So... We're all, we're all in some kind of home, thankfully, throughout this coronavirus uh, crisis. Um, and I think one thing that we were talking about a little bit earlier before my technical difficulty is how much fun or less fun it would be to shack up with your boy or your girl for X amount of time. You don't even know how long it is. So Vikrant, how you feeling, man? What's the story? Yeah, so... Wow. <laughs> Look at this That's guy nod on Zoom. Aggressive. <laughs> that, was, that was kind so of aggressive. I was like, shack no. up. And then he just yeah. like, Vikrant, how are you? <laughs> yeah. I felt, like, I felt like the full weight of that through the Zoom call. Like, I don't know how to respond. Um, <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's been good, man. It's been good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been good. It's been a good experience. Um, you know, like we're settling into a bit of a routine. Like in terms of cooking, cleaning up, like, you know, like if one person cooks, one person does the dishes, vice versa. So it's been pretty good. Nicer than I expected, for sure. Were, were you ready to jump into it? You said it was your first time collaborating, right? That's yeah, that's right. I wasn't necessarily ready to jump into it. But just to give some background, I was in New York through to um probably the first week of March. And then uh, my girlfriend was in New York with me as well. And we decided to uh, head out to DC for really for a a bunch of logistical reasons. Her apartment in DC is uh, much nicer. She lives in like a luxury building with like a huge kitchen, washer, dryer, in unit. And as anyone who's lived in like NYC apartments knows, it's, you know, they're generally not as well equipped and so we thought that it would be just a nicer sort of way to ride out the coronavirus and you know luckily turns out we were pretty lucky we left i think a few days before the situation got really bad in new york um but yeah it's been it's been a good experience i mean it's been interesting because we were doing long distance for six months so it's kind of like like I was saying in the you know I was telling you guys earlier it's been kind of a blessing in disguise in many ways were you ready to jump in not knowing how long it would be 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, like we've known each other for and I, so and long. And I wonder, and I wonder how that's colored. Like, I'm sure, like, differs by person how long you think this thing is going to last, too, right? This crisis, I mean. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I want it to be clear. I don't yeah, want to. <laughs> that that question could have been taken in a variety, absolve me of all blame, of please. Contexts. <laughs> One other context, but please, Vikram. Wait, what's the other context? No, no, it's hey, fine. listen, it's fine. we're, just, oh, that, we're that, talking, that's we're not talking trash. To you. Don't worry. Yeah, it's we're yeah, it's not you. Go ahead. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think everyone thought that this crisis would last for like two months and be over by the end of May. I mean, obviously, none of us knew when it would be over, but I feel like generally we we didn't think it would be like a four month or six month sort of shutdown. And I mean, now I don't, you know, you read all sorts of news articles that say, you know, it could go on for this many months longer. And honestly, I really don't know what to believe, and I don't have a really have a clue of how much longer this is going to last. So it's it's almost like. Yeah, it wasn't really worth in my, for me at least, like coming up with, like, okay, is this going to work for this time frame? Just because there's so much uncertainty, and I think generally it's nicer to be with someone than being alone in this kind of crisis. Um, so it's been it's been swimmingly good. Yeah, I wouldn't say swimmingly, but it's been like there's you know you you have your shares of ups and downs, but it's overall been great. Yeah. Like, would you recommend like a relationship now that I guess the crisis forced you to go one way over the other? Would you recommend people cohabit earlier or later in their relationship? What a question! Wow, I feel like a relationship guru now with my like zero experience. Uh, it's it's so tough to decide. I mean, I think it it's like so case by case, but it's just interesting how. You know, it forces you to be together, and I, and I, I mean, definitely, you know, like living together with someone else, I think, you know, teaches you a lot more about that person than than you would even begin to think if if you didn't live together. It's like, you know, when you live together with someone, you see all of their habits, like, you know, and you start to pick up on things that you'd never picked up on before living together. Like you notice, like the weird little like ticks that they do that you didn't even know about, and and it's like just them being. For example, I, I I'm not gonna ca- call out any particular ticks. Wait, but... babe, <laughs> is that also true for me? Like, are, is there something that I do that? Yo, let's hear you? some heat. Just That's actually why. Yeah, yeah. Yo, so. um, let's hear some heat. I just tell us all the what? shit that goes down. Tell me all the shit I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I th- it's not not really not as much, you know. I mean, I think that well, a big reason is like ish. Like when we lived together, you know, or like when we were living in our New York apartment as roommates, we weren't at home for like seventy percent of the day. Like Agreed. I was in the office, and then like evenings, like one of us would be out. So. It's it's really not the same as being like literally hold in with someone, twenty four hours a day, like days on end. It's it's like a totally different experience. 
It's not traditional. It's not like it's cohabitation that's been forced by something. It's enti- it's something else entirely because it's twenty four seven, right? It actually makes me think when I was talking to a friend who's in a very serious relationship and actually proposed before the corona the coronavirus crisis a few months ago. He was telling me he actually also met her at Columbia, actually. But when you're in college, you spend so much time with your friends and with your significant other classes in between classes. You just have a lot more time, right? So four years at Columbia, the amount of time you spend with someone, that could be 10 years in the real world when both of you have real jobs and don't really have time to spend with each other, right? So the time that you're spending now, if four years in Columbia is like 10 years in real world to get to know somebody, one year or six months or three months in whatever arrangement you would call your current arrangement is probably like years and years of just like regularly dating somebody (laughs) compressed, right? There's also a distinction to make between like someone who just started dating someone and they decided to quarantine together versus like Bikran, for instance, and like they've been like dating for years. So like, I like it. There are like instances of people who like just started dating a few months ago and they decided to quarantine together. Like I have friends like that, and really, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like, I don't know. Wait, let's hear that. I want to hear about that. Yeah, like I think, and and I think like you know, it's interesting because New York apartments, like Vikran said, are like not conducive to um, Corona, and it's just ironic that that. New York is the place that got hit the worst. So, like, I definitely know people in New York who, like, couples that, like, probably haven't been together for very long, but, you know, they decided to quarantine together. And, like, and I think even people just in general, like, they're, like, it's a lonely city. So, like, people are definitely, like, going out of their way to go on, like, virtual dates. And, um, yeah, it's it's a fascinating thing. What people going out of their way to go on virtual dates? We'll say more. Wait, I, th- I think there's a, I think there's three groups that we have to learn about before we move on from this topic. The first is the group that's been dating for a while, and this just adds more spice to that hot pot, right? That would be Vikrant, right? We've learned about the that second already. would the, se- <laughs> the second would be the midterm, right? You've like kind of been seeing each other for a while, and you're sort of like you're in a relationship, but. This is like some big time spice, right? You're not just adding spice to a hot pot, right? Yeah, that's you're, you're adding spice to like that's like, a real like water. I, hot, I don't I know. I want some hot pot now, dude. Yeah, and then there's the uh, at the very beginning where kind of like what Rohan was alluding to, right? You go on a virtual date, you don't even know each other. This is the first time you're like interacting. Yeah. So how and do you then, do it in the age of Corona? And then maybe you quarantine together after that. Ooh. Ooh. Like, make the move, like, hey, where have you been for the last 14 days? Oh, nowhere. How about you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then you move. Dude, that would be the craziest story. Well, I, I want to know. Out of it, like I, mean, I bet there are some stories like that already. There's, there's got to be, right? But, Ish, the people that you were talking about who have had virtual dates, where were they in this process? Were they at the very beginning? Were they already sort of in a relationship and it just spiced it up, so to speak? Yeah, I don't know anyone who, like, just started dating during the quarantine and they were like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to come over and, like, live with you now. <laughs> yeah, that sounds That's a little dramatic, but that would be a cool TV show to make. 
you know. No, but think, imagine like, so I'm thinking about that middle group again, right? Let's say I've been seeing somebody since Thanksgiving and then mm-hmm. this Corona started. Now what? Yeah, I mean, I think like some you people. Tell, do you know people you like that? Tell us, not, but, like, I think most no, people. No, I don't know. Ish. I feel like if I was in that position, I would probably opt to do that because, I mean, it's nicer to just be with somebody, like just coexist versus just being completely alone, you know? Um, and I think like, not to go on a tangent, but like, you know, I, I'm quarantining with my family and it's like, um, I read a really interesting article about how like astronauts that have to spend like tons of time, like long periods of time with other astronauts in space, like the best way to cope with that is to make sure that in a day you keep a certain amount of time just for yourself and you spend it like in a separate room or a separate space and do it every day just to keep track of the days. Um, So I think like there just needs to be a good balance of whoever you decide to quarantine with, like of making sure you have your own personal space and your personal time. Um, And then also like, I guess, mingling with the other person. Yeah, Vikran, how have you coordinated your schedule? So, yeah, we, I mean, I, I tried coming up with, like, a, a kind of a strict routine for myself where I would, would, like, sleep by this time and wake up by this time, but I found that didn't really work. Um, so... You know, in terms of coordinating our schedules, we we typically work in different rooms, which helps a, a lot. And so, like, to Isha's point, which I think is so true, like, you do need some independence if you're living with someone. And luckily, like, uh, there are, like, two desks. There's one in the living room, one in the bedroom. So I typically work in the bedroom for most of the day, and girlfriend works in the living room. Um, but we, we eat lunch and dinner together. And so we'll cook, um, usually cook together or my girlfriend does most of the cooking and I'll do all of the cleaning afterwards. So that, I think like really it's the lunches and the dinners that sort of like bind our, our routines together. Um, otherwise like don't really have too much of a schedule, you know, besides, just sleep at all odd hours, especially with work. For me, it's, it's gotten pretty busy. So it's, I, I wouldn't say that we like stick to like a strict routine or anything. How, I wonder what it's like with family where the dynamic is a little different, but you've also been away for a while-ish. I mean, like Macron said, it's kind of like you try to find the good in the situation. And for me, like, this is really a blessing in disguise. Like I'm really close to my family and I, you know, since college ended, like I don't get to come home very much, like maybe two weeks a year. Um, I mean, as with you guys, and um, I think I, as soon as this happened, I was like, I would much rather quarantine with them than do it alone. Um, so it was a no brainer for me. Um, and but I do know for some people like that that's not the case like you're not close to your family or you don't have the means to get to them so like there's just so many factors um and I was I guess privileged and lucky enough to like 
you know, be able to get out in time and, um, you know, coordinate my schedule to make sure that I was still able to work. And, um, yeah, so it's been really nice. Like I, you know, do my own thing. Um, I have my separate room. So like, you know, I definitely have like, um, my own personal space, as I was saying. Uh, and I think that's really important. And, you know, um, I think one major takeaway I would say is like making sure you like have like scheduled activities or things that you do with the people that you're living with versus just like passively coexisting in the same space. So like what Vikrant was saying about like having lunch and dinner together, like that's important too. So not just like staying in the same space, but not doing anything together. Um, Cause I feel like that would be really whack also. I, I think the time is so valuable because when I was in New York, there's so many people who are not from New York and they would say, I'm so jealous of you, Kevin, because you get to take vacations like elsewhere, but for everyone else, there are two weeks or however many days they have, they should spend it at home and they just go right home and spend 14 days. And so they can just count how much, how many days they'll have in like a given year with their family. Whereas with this, I mean, like you're, you're stocking up on an otherwise, in another lifetime, it would be couple years worth of like family interaction as an adult right yeah Yeah, that's so true yeah so that's pretty valuable that was actually one of the the big considerations in whether or not i would go back Mm. you get how many weeks of leave a year but this you could be having two it's basically two months which is eight weeks which is two full years worth of vacation time if you took it right with away from the office I think mostly it's, it was like a, a visa situation. So I, I don't think I can leave the country now while my visa changes status. I believe that's right. Um, also, I, I uh, was a little bit uncertain about how I would be able to perform my work from Singapore if I went home because like the time difference is 12 hours. So I would be pulling night shift. I work fairly long hours here already. So having to do like 9 a.m. 9 p.m. to 3 p.m. Singapore time for days or weeks on end is uh, not ideal. Yeah, I, I had the same thought because a lot of people here are thinking the same thing. Singapore is also a place where there's people from around the world. But a lot of those people are from Asia, so it's easy. For me, I couldn't do that. Same thing, same thing. But I think... Another thing that could come into play, I think this is more up in the air for Rohan, but for other people, people are going to end up going back home in a lot of cases. Like their time in the U.S. is timed, whether it's by their visa or by their preference or by their family's preference, right? So I'm curious to know, especially in light of what's happening um, and how the climate and the environment in terms of what it's like to live in the U.S. is changing rapidly before us. Right, I can't imagine the society after this will be entirely the same. Yeah, has this crisis and how people um, are treating other people, for instance, that we've seen in the news, has that affected you guys' thoughts in terms of how long you'll stay? I think that's a really interesting point because, um, as someone who like you know moved to America like uh, as an adult or for college. Uh, I think the perception of America is always like, oh, the value of human life is so high there um, versus like other countries. 
or third world countries or whatever you want to call it. Um, but in light of what's happening, it's almost the reverse, you know, like, um, I mean, I'm not saying the value is lower, but it just, just the way things are playing out, like it's becoming more of a count, um, of just the lives lost and, um, knowing how the healthcare system is oversaturated, like you're kind of like, what, what is the value of my life? I don't know. I mean, like if I'm in a dire situation, will I get the help I need? And, you know, again, being, I guess, an immigrant in this country, um, I just don't know. Like, I, I don't know what yeah, my Where do is. you stand? Where do you stand? What is the yeah, priority? You, know, I mean, yeah. you, you will get the help you need, I guess, if, like, they, they can. If you have insurance and you but, can pay. But otherwise, who knows? You know, it's, it's a, that's a question that some people have to think about. I, that, was, that was one of the... Uh, perspectives that some of my friends had shared like oh you know I'm concerned that because I'm an immigrant I will not be uh, top priority I don't know how true that is um, but I guess some people are entitled to their their people are entitled to their opinion I mean I guess it doesn't apply to us as much because you know we have insurance through work but you know reading about what's happening in Queens like there's a lot of undocumented immigrants and I don't know if they're able to get the help they need um and they're the ones that are the essential workers they're the ones who are living in households that you know um have their entire extended family in a very small space so um yeah being an immigrant at this time i think is um it's very interesting that yeah you brought brought up you brought up essential workers right it's very interesting that there are a lot, I mean, especially in this country, it is, it's becoming apparent that there are a lot of people who are, you know, essential workers, you know, in the sense of a pandemic and what society needs, essential. But the way that society treats them, gives them certain rights, gives them certain benefits, affords them prote- certain protections, they are far from essential. And it's... Uh, very interesting that juxtaposition in this climate. You know, like all of the many people are, are told to stay at home and order their food or their groceries uh, to be delivered. And who is it that is delivering your your items? You know, it's uh, it's uh, you know m- many a time it might be a person that you know Ish was describing, yeah, or someone like that, and. Uh, yeah, look, they, I mean, they, I, I, hope, I would hope that, you know, this uh, coronavirus uh, crisis ha- will prompt in people uh, some sort of reflection about, you know, what we value in society and who we value in society. And, you know, certain people that, and certain groups, classes of workers, of, uh, you know, just inhabitants in the society who don't have, who aren't, currently valued as much but you know in this in this time have shown that actually we rely on them for so many basic things you know warehouse workers delivery people you know stuff like that service industry people that uh, you know they maybe that they should be afforded more protection you know somebody was I was talking to somebody yeah. the other day and they were saying like this is the kind of thing that like after the great depression FDR brought up so many brought out so many comprehensive changes you know to to America and that it might well be who knows 
this is I, I uh, but it's a kind of similar concoction you know that we have now maybe that maybe this will be the uh, the trigger for some of for some new structural change i mean i think that's a big question a lot of people have right it's like is this going to bring about a systematic change or are things just going to go back to normal like are we just going to like take this as like oh it's something that just happened happen in history and just put a pin in it where do you where do you think might have the potential to change the most if you think about dubai or singapore or new york not new york but like the us or india when you think about all these places are any of them going to change dramatically after this you think i'm kind of my view on the us is pessimistic and i feel like like fundamentally the government and institutions in the US won't change. Um I mean I feel like people's mentalities will definitely be affected and will you know will all have some you know as individuals have like some level of trauma coming out of this and will all like treat people differently and like be a little wary or you know it might also like bring about like more care and consideration for others and more kindness at an individual level but i think like fundamentally i think at the institutional level things aren't going to change and i mean i think that's the case for a few reasons like um just like seeing looking at like at finance for instance there are a lot of hedge funds that have like swooped in and are going to profit hugely off this crisis like I was reading an article about a bunch of hedge funds that had all bought uh debt for African countries over the past like few years because it was really cheap and they'd been collecting a bunch of debt and the article was talking about how these hedge funds were not going to budge in negotiations for debt forgiveness with these poor countries that have been hit like hard by coronavirus and you know don't have the infrastructure to deal with it in the same way that a lot of wealthier countries to do and so you have like you know these US hedge funds that are going to make a killing on the backs of you know uh poor nations poor people maybe you have like the federal reserve is just printing money and bailing out businesses and so it's like all these companies with lots of debt they're getting bailed out by the government and you know there's pros and cons to that but it seems like the US can just print money and make its economy like chug along i i think at a government level i don't feel very optimistic that there's going to be much change so yeah i mean i think individually we're all going to be very different but my view on the US at least is pessimistic i don't think there's going to be much change mm so it's not going to be like a post World War II like FDR like puts a lot of people to work and like builds a system that like helps everyone right it's more like the disparity between maybe those who have and those who haven't is just going to be exacerbated in some sense is yeah. the feeling that you and maybe other folks here have okay yeah. I'm curious to hear more on like an individual level though um how do you think society will change in terms of how you guys are living life in New York City when everyone's coming back to the streets there's a very new york city way of life that after coming to singapore and leaving my hometown for the first time i realized was very in itself um just in terms See of like people always being busy yeah i mean i i think it's more like 
going to restaurants and bars um, on a regular basis and like that's the only hobby someone has or like that's the only kind of way to like meet people, <laughs> right? Your, your hobby is just going to like bars or restaurants, one. Two, you're like that's always so busy, right? So you'll never meet anybody from Monday to, thir- Monday to Wednesday or Monday to Thursday. You only meet up people like at night, right? And people are always jumping around. Sometimes they might disappear at their finance shop for three months and then they pop up again and you have no idea. And the only thing you can do after a job in finance is like go drink alcohol, right? And when you're stuck in those jobs, you're doing online dating, you go on online dates, you meet them once, maybe that could be it. It's a very transactional sort of thing from a dating perspective too, right? Um, it's very like, it's very go-go. Um, the way that, at least the New York life that I had was, and I think a lot of you guys also lived was. So I'm curious now with a lot of people sitting at home with their girlfriends and boyfriends and families and learning to knit and do yoga um, and have virtual video chats with their friends and really appreciate that time. How do you think the way we live our lives as like young New Yorkers might change after the crisis when suddenly we're allowed to like open our doors and like you're walking on the streets like, oh my God, there's other people here too? How different do you think it'll be? And you can pick any aspect. I mean, I think I was talking about this earlier, like how it's not going to be as easy as just like a light switch, like just opening your doors and walking out. I think it's going to have rollout in phases. And, um, you know, everyone's talking about this new normal that we're going to have to get used to. And um, New York City is not conducive to this concept of a new normal. Like riding the subway in New York is essential to get to work. And everyone's going to have to write it but you know at the same time there's this new normal of social distancing that we're going to have to implement so how is that going to look i don't know and is that going to i guess work on an individual level or is um there going to be some government intervention to make sure that actually happens do you think attitudes Um, might change i don't know i don't in terms of crowding into so les bars or crowding onto the one two three Right and trying to make it to work on time. So what is the like, alternative? Do you think anything? In- what is the alternative? Like, okay, fine. With in certain bars, I can, I can see how you know you can. <clears throat> there's a sense of like you're not forced to be there, but right with as Ish was saying, if you have to, if they have opened up the the city, and it's not a lockdown, and people are expected, or at least your employer expects that you appear at your job you need to ride the public transportation system to get to work. and you know, Do you think there, there could be more flexible work times and working from home? I mean, I'm sure they will have to do that. In fact, I, when you ask yeah. me, when you asking the question earlier, how do you think things will change after this? And you kind of had, you know, different countries. Is it New York or US or UAE or Singapore or what, whichever country? I have a, it's a, not really a country specific one, but the way that many people do their job is going to change drastically, right? Like we have proven, you know, what many people have were saying before that, you know, we can use technology and, you know, kind of do our work basically nearly as normal from home for many of the, of mm. the so-called quote-unquote knowledge workers, you know? And I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to go back into an office now. Like I'm enjoying working from home a lot and, I don't want to wear like a starchy t-shirt, like a shirt and pants and like 
sit in the office and like when I'm at home and I work for like two hours and I feel like exhausted, I can do like a little, you know, break at home and then I feel ready to work again for another. Like I'm actually like more productive. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I think, think I think the same. Yeah, at home than in the office. Do you think your yeah, bosses will change their time, mind? Like getting coffee and going to the bathroom and riding the subway. Um, yeah, you, you save, save time. A bunch of time, time too. To like recuperate, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can rec- you can actually recuperate quickly. You know, like I I I I work for four hours, then I lay down for ten minutes. You know, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing is like my office has these white fluorescent lights. That are like the worst thing on earth. Like, <laughs> if there's any, if there's one thing I hate in my life, it's those white, like harsh glare lights <laughs> on on your on your face, like nonstop. And if I work late at night, you know that light is still on at seven p.m. in the evening. You know, whereas at home, it's you know nice mellow lighting. Like you I can, can actually visualize that, and it sounds absolutely awful. <laughs> it's awful, yeah. Yeah, but, you, but to Rohan, you made such an interesting point about like what's the alternative? Because like the end train at eight thirty a.m. is packed to the brim, and like you can't if you start like saying okay, only fifty percent of the passengers are allowed at once. What are the other fifty going, going to take do? Forever. Secondly, the other fifty are going to it's be crowding take, like, on the platform to get, to, get to, work. to line up and go in. Yeah, because like. There's that one train that takes yeah you can't swim like and you can't swim across the across the, the river so you know and also, how is Bedford Station gonna look like in Williamsburg when this is all over that's my question because that's just like the most crowded platform I, even, I can I think of I don't even of, know, you know what that is <laughs> on the well, L Rohan you really need to like venture out of your usual spots your lair in LIC he has his like main areas that he hangs out with and that those like (laughs) like what Jackson Jackson Heights Jackson Heights (laughs) (laughs) it's because it's because it offers a a lowered population density that more resembles Singapore than a real city Rohan Brooklyn is a uh, borough I have I have been to Brooklyn I can count on my on one hand and I live here You've been once? Uh, I, I think I've been about... I guess your life hasn't very, changed very much. I think I've been here about... Maybe it's going on three years now. I have been to Brooklyn about five times. Like into the borough That's of enough. Brooklyn. It's, it's okay. Bad. I'm okay with that, man. I'm not a big like Brooklyn guy either. I go to Brooklyn <laughs> once a year. Or I used to, I don't rather. I that often either. Do you think, you, do you think that um, your bosses would be more receptive... Especially to you guys who are in white-collar professions. You know what? That's an excellent question. To working question. from home. I think that this has made people become more receptive. Because people who traditionally would have not been receptive, meaning to say may not have been you know, as nimble with technology and so on, and didn't have the impetus to learn, have now had to learn. You know? Oh, you interesting know? point. For example, your bosses have to go on Zoom too to talk with the clients. If not, they are not going to get any money. It's as simple as that. (laughs) Keeping it to layman's terms. I I mean, mean, that's what it all boils down to, right? If now, now you are physically not allowed to go to the office, okay? That's step one. 
Step two, you want to still continue to, you know, do your business and continue to whatever, be as normal and basically continue to have the cash flow. Right? It's all about the cash. Right? Do you guys prefer being in person? Money, money. Nobody. Ish, how about you? Do you prefer being in person? I think like, I mean, I'm in advertising, so it is like a little more informal, I guess, than, you know, your jobs. But, um. I think, yeah, I mean, it's it's like, it hasn't been so bad. Like, I get on Zoom calls with clients, and it's like, there's like a certain level of formality that's just taken out of it. Like, oh, I see your kitchen in the background, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like automatically, like, you're not wearing formal clothes. It's like, oh, okay. We're, we're oh, clothes. you're not wearing... Are you guys are you guys wearing formal clothes on your Zoom chats? No way, not not at with all. Clo- aren't I mean, you? No, I, no it's one. Not is. even an expectation. Like I just. How about I, with clients? I don't believe that like certain jobs. I don't like, know. I've never had a Zoom call on a work mm. set in work setting. <laughs> that could change. I haven't had a Zoom funny, call I have with a, a client who, yet. Like, just as a quarantine experiment, decided to like get a mustache and it's quite an intriguing look and i asked him i was like how does this go over with your bosses like this is crazy it's like all curled and stuff and he's like um yeah i just say my camera's broken i'm like what that well that that's, makes no sense well, I mean, you should tell your friend to I think of a better excuse because that's not cameras don't just create a mustache i'm just just, <laughs> just news no, he, news he, flash over there the Wait, issue he, he, he turns the camera off and says it's broken, right? He doesn't keep it yeah, on. No, no, of course. With a mustache. He keeps it off, oh, okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I, I think Rohan thought that. Yeah, he I was like, no, the camera's like, on. It's just like giving me a mustache. Face. I'm like, excuse, the sorry, you gotta work. sort, you gotta sort something out there. Sorry, yeah. that was not a very clear story. <laughs> no, no, that's no, that makes that's, more sense. That's fair. On this, on the same topic though, I've been eyeing a ten dollar pair of clippers for the last two weeks. Yo, you gotta cut your hair like how we My hair is getting pretty long. I'm thinking no, about it, it but it's not quite as conducive do as it. I've done it twice in the past. It feels very refreshing, but again, the but uncertainty of the time hideous. length. <laughs> Indeed, and so that brings me to the next part. Right, we just talked professional. So I'm wondering, like, personally, too, in terms of going out, meeting people, all of that, when this is over, do you think the routine will change? Maybe the more, maybe the easier routine to think about is dating, because a lot of people do online dating, right? So they might text somebody. Yeah. Some There's, like, different types of people. Some people text somebody for a few days. Then they'll just meet up and figure out, you know, are we going to get along or what? Let's not waste time. Others want to have a longer conversation, right? And so, I, when this is when this is all over, how are people gonna treat the texting game? You think, or the dating app game? You think, especially given maybe or maybe not they're using it now, while they're stuck with no chance to see somebody for X amount of time. I mean, I was How would you hypothesize? a friend who's quarantining alone and he was telling me about a bunch of his friends who like are just on hinge just for the sake oh. of like having a conversation with someone. And I don't know. That's interesting to me. Um, you know, I haven't gotten to that point. So um, I guess for some, I mean, everyone's treating it differently. Um and like you said, there's like different different groups, right? There's like 
people who just started dating and people who like actively, um, I guess, go on dates with different people. So everyone treats it differently. For some people, it's just a distraction. For some people, it's just like they're going to continue their journey of looking for someone. And and, uh, some people are just lonely, Um, just want someone to talk to. Um, Not everyone has, you know, a tight-knit group of friends that they can talk to or maybe, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think the dating looks very different in this time. And for some people, like I said, it's a distraction. And for some people, it's just business as usual. Let's switch to what we're doing at home now, right? Rohan has been at home now since the 12th of March. Today, it is, what, what day is it even? It's the 19th of April. I literally what are can't, your, I just can't believe it. What do you do? Like, have you picked up hobbies? Like, so this amount of time at home without... Do sac- for fresh air? Like, yeah, yeah. dude, there's no opportunity cost of staying at home now. The opportunity cost is zero. So how is no life at home? Yeah, there's uh, no FOMO. What's, yeah, what's it like? Uh, wow, there's, there's so much heat. Uh, no, I mean, it's... Being at home is quite... Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's beginning to get a little bit of, um, you know being like kind of cooped up that that sensation uh after about a month um my routine is very is eerily similar to what i uh like today today and i think that's mostly because like i don't go out to get groceries i just like order like some items from costco and then i just use those and what happened ends up happening is i have a few items in large amounts and i just like eat or drink that every day so like my breakfast every day is peanut butter and jelly my lunch and dinner every <laughs> day is some version of pasta with some sort of thing uh, or rice yeah, do you think you'll live like this after this ends uh, so because you've been the doing answer, it the so answer of like with, like with respect to like like how I li- like cooking and eating stuff is probably not very different from this at all uh, but the I mean like the, the thing which is interesting is like, you know, in this time when everyone is at home, unfortunately, I have been a little busy in with my job, but this seems like a golden opportunity to like really pick up something new. Like I'm trying to pick up like DJing and mixing uh, so- songs just like for, for kids, you know, what? Uh, just like mixing songs. Yeah. I just thought I, I just saw, saw oh, some yeah. videos online. Like do you, you yeah, do you have the turntable? You don't need a turntable to do, to do like just basic stuff. There's like online, like a virtual turntable you can just download. Please note that your earphones are the generic Apple ones. So are you for real or what? Uh, I mean, you don't need <laughs> I gotta that. see this in action. There's no action. I, I gotta hear There's this. There's literally no action, okay? But okay, the point... Can you send us some heat? I'll drop yeah, some heat. I'll drop some heat. I'll drop some heat. I kind of want to see. What? I think you're just bullshitting. I want to see Rohan George. There's DJ. no DJing. I'm What's your DJ name? Typing, I'm literally typing on a keyboard. Okay, like, and it's it, DJ at the George. Most, uh, DJ for, George. I mean, that, that is my last name. That, that I love name. that name. DJ George. Yeah. <laughs> so no, what I was going to say was, this is a time for you know everyone to really pick up something totally new. But what is happening for many people is that they're just like you know. In some ways, very similar to what people did in the past, except with a different media. They're just like on Netflix or Hulu, just watching some random video or documentary or series after another. 
you know in that way like oh, so yeah. there's an article that Netflix and Hulu and uh, Disney Plus is just like the new like TV of old like people you just sit in front of their TV and watch for hours whatever was going on now you're just watching you know on demand content but it's the same thing instead of let's say like what Kevin was saying you know like oh this is a chance to like pick up knitting or something like that i wonder like how many people are actually picking up new hobbies or skills or things hey question we just said the opportunity cost of missing on social interactions is now zero because there's no chance of fomoing yeah because you're not going out to meet people yeah. right yeah so do you think there's actually a lot of guilt that people are feeling for not doing something quote unquote productive with their time at home that they can show off to about the world on on social media yeah kind of i mean i also think we live in uh, an age where like yeah, that's we have it's not even like self generated like some of it's just like it's it's cuz everyone's talking about the same idea of like you know you don't have to be productive during a pandemic but i feel like all of our identities have been tied in many ways to being productive yeah. you know mm. in in different ways well, like oh so i have to let me learn some yoga let me learn some like that certain certain habits yeah. or skills or hobbies that are like more preferred than others i think that if that's what you're saying like i'm going to be a michelin star chef yeah like something. i'm going to because you know in, what's interesting when corona. when you meet people when you're out and about in town and usually a lot of times in new york People's personality traits will be like what restaurants they've been to recently or like what bars they like to go to, right? Or what kind of nightlife scene they, they're into. With this, let's say even during the crisis, you might get introduced to somebody in like a Zoom chat. Probably not, but it's possible. That's like the one way to meet people. Or even right after mm-hmm. the crisis where the last X amount of months you've spent at home by yourself. And so... What needs to differentiate you is not how you've been spending your money on which restaurants and which bars and what dishes and what wines, but what you've been doing at home. So now you have to think about, um, what's the word? You have to think about cultivating your image in a different based way, on yeah. what kind of self-productive habit you have developed over the crisis. Actually, that's a, I feel like that's, that's something that people are building up point, to. Yeah. It's like that people have people do that yeah, curation of their online profile for and uh, usually yeah. that curation it takes the form of like going to like a brunch and having some avocado toast on like some rye bread with some eggs benedict and like in a nice Someone place. knows the keys for success. I, Someone I knows the keys for success a in this post country. on Instagram <laughs> in over a year. Let the record state. Uh, but the point is like the way that what what you're saying very interesting people are going to have to curate their lives in a very different way. You know, it's going to be it's not going to be like I wonder and like I bet many people would end up saying, "Yeah, I just watched 17 reruns of uh Modern Family or The Office." because i bet that you know that's what a lot of people do right they just sit in front of their their uh device of choice and watch you know when you have free time because that's kind of the the way of doing life but maybe what you're saying which is i i just thought about this maybe you you are trying to say people should cultivate kind of interesting habits to curate themselves ala what they were doing before but now it's a different way of doing it That is very so is this time at home even something that's productive for yourself in terms of I want to meditate I want to take some time for myself now you almost have a bit of a timer 
And now, just saying that you watch Netflix may not be a good enough excuse in terms of what do you like to do. Oh yeah, because Netflix used to be an is, acceptable hobby. That earlier. is that is so true. I want. I hope that's true. Actually, that people are because I've found that a lot. That you know, people are like, well, what do you do? Yeah, I just watch Netflix. You know, and like to, in my head, that's absolutely bizarre. Like you know, the whole all you do is spend 15, uh, twelve hours each weekend or forty eight hours. You sleep uh, twenty hours. You eat ten hours. You go outside for ten hours, and then eight hours you just sit in front of your laptop and watch some. Sure. And so due to people like Rohan, everyone's going to feel pressure to start growing some plants in their garden, you know, cooking some cooking some uh, some crazy food you from know, I'm just the other side that, of the you know, world. It's such a golden oh, opportunity yeah. to do anything, you know, pick up learning how to play the saxophone, right? Uh, whatever. <laughs> like I'm, you have to buy a saxophone I was planning, I was, Don't let Rohan pressure you, world. I mean, <laughs> there are so many articles about how, like, you shouldn't let this pandemic... Um, Because it can get to you. Like, some people are, like, you know, highly anxious. I'm a very anxious person. Like, there are many moments in the day where I get bouts of, like, all right, like, when is this going to end? Like, what am am I achieving during this time? And I don't know. For me personally, like, setting, like, small, like, goals of things I want to do by a certain date has really helped me, like, keep track of this pandemic and also just, like, keep myself accountable but again, like everyone has a different way of how they want to like, I guess, go about things. And I guess there's, you know, articles that are telling you like what you can do to be productive. And then at the same time, there are also articles that are saying like, hey, if you don't like, you know, build a fucking rocket ship during this time, it's okay. Like, it's okay to just like function and just like try to survive and like take care of yourself. Because like, uh, there is a lot of work to be done to even like in terms of self-care because um, this this is going to you know be a traumatic thing for a lot of people um, when they come out of this um, so even like taking out the time to make sure you're like okay is important yeah I, I totally agree with that and I think small goals is the way to go yeah like as someone who always screws up by setting like huge unattainable goals for myself like uh, this crisis is really Gemini in you. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I always like have this issue where <laughs> I like decide, okay, I want to do something. Kevin's gonna edit that comment out in my mind. No, so that the world hears. Like, just what was that? The deafening <laughs> silence from the other two just participants upon that what comment. What was that? You're both of your faces are just like. What the fuck? <laughs> well, ish, ish is a ish is you're in uh, into astronomy, right? Yeah, like, I, I believe it's, isn't it thing. astrology? Because astronomy is this like physical. Oh, it, that's the real the the science. astronomy is actual science. Stars. Correct. You're into you're into astro. My bad. And you're into astrology. But to my point, like I think small goals is the way yeah, to go. Yeah, no, that's like, right. You know, I I like I don't drink water. Re- that much and you know i don't have like a good breakfast routine so my small goal every day is to wake up and drink a glass of water and make oatmeal in the morning mm. and and it's like it's it's helping tremendously and it's such a small goal that i can actually achieve it and i think that's part i of mean like they say making the step in the morning towards. is it like has a huge impact on just your general productivity and it, the reason is like just achieving that one thing early in the morning sets you up for success for the rest of your day. So 
my ideology is like setting a small goal will actually have like an overall impact on how productive I am in terms of other That's things, a shame. just subconsciously. I don't even have a blanket. This climate is not conducive to self-improvement, evidently. Do you sleep in the open? There's just a pillow on my mattress. That's it. Vikram, what you're saying is I very interesting. Like the, small, the small goals. Like the, I'm, that's, when I was saying, like, you know, do something, like it's a golden opportunity to do something. It's not that oh, everyone has to learn how to, as you said, build a rocket ship. But, like, everyone can learn how to do something small, whatever it is. Like, learn no. how to make no, an I egg. Agree. Learn how I to make an egg for yourself really... if you don't cook at all. Or learn how to, I don't know, whatever. Just... The simplest thing is just like... Poach an egg. A simple skill, but very useful. No, just like in anything. You know, the, the point is like we have so much... We have a time like this that, f- factually speaking, we people in the working world never have. Like That's just yeah. a fact, right? Yeah. And yeah. Although I've been working would, a lot. True. It's I've been like, working a lot as well. I've been working more. I've been working but, more. Yeah, yeah, I've been tied to my laptop. I think it's Not, like the idea is like... Because they know you're at home. Yeah, yeah, they like, know that, there's, that weekend work and all is fine. Because anyway, what are you doing? You're sitting there. Yeah. <sighs> no, but like, yeah. That, that, has been, that has been the worst consequence. I mean, I actually... I've been wanting to ask you since we started this. Um, that it's fascinating because for you... Like, you lived your whole life in New York. And post-college, you live with your dad. And... Now, like, when a lot of people, like, have gone back to their families, you actually ended up having to quarantine by yourself in a new city. Somewhere you moved, um, potentially for a very short period of time. And how does that, how do you feel about that? Well, I have a roommate, so I'm not entirely alone right now. No, I know. What I mean is, like, you decided to, like, leave New York, leave everything, like, your comfort zone, move to a new city... And you're like, it's just like a weird it's, year to have to do that because now you're. It, it's paused the whole new city experience, right? Right. Like I, I was starting to build some traction, then it paused. I don't know. Even before this started, I was getting, I was settling into a bit of a routine. It wasn't like every day was like so fascinating as it was in the very beginning. So I don't feel like, oh my gosh, I was really like on a on a roll, and suddenly the virus killed it. It was more like I was starting to settle into the city and now this has put everything on hold where, you know, nobody's interacting much anymore. And actually I'm interacting, a lot of my time has been interacting with people like back home on the weekend. So it's been interesting in that I'm almost not really here right now. I just feel like I'm working and then I'm talking to people in New York, so there's there's no reason to be in Singapore if you take a very pessimistic view of it. But I don't know. I'm I'm hopeful that when this ends we can resume. But I don't I don't think I'm too sad about it for the time being. But I mean like you said, there's no concept of like FOMO. So like if anything we're all using technology for some good right now, whether that's to like learn a new skill or talk to people and connect with others. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, um, it's like you said, like your headspace doesn't necessarily have to be where you are. Um, you can yeah. use the internet and just escape. 
which is cool. Do you do you go out much in? Because I know for uh, my parents have like kind of told me that in Singapore people are still kind of going out and milling around and like visiting public spaces. Do you do you do that as well, or are you are you do you stay home more than the average Singaporean? Do you think? The last two weeks, I was super paranoid after talking with people in New York for the first time in a while, and I just stayed home. Now I go out for groceries slash sanity purposes, but the government has also instituted a law where if you're just loitering somewhere or you're not going for shopping, you can get arrested. But from what I'm seeing, I live oh in a, God. I live in an area that has a lot of families and a lot of people jogging. And there's a lot of people like exercising without masks on. Before nobody had masks on. Now I would say 50% of people have masks on. And anybody who's jogging or biking does not have a mask on because you're not required to. But I mean, isn't isn't going to a restaurant like a form of entertainment and not essential? So like, how is that different from? Well, restaurants are closed. Restaurants are closed. I'm just going to go for like groceries. Opened up in Singapore. Mm, No. Right now, it's like you can get... They tightened up in the last couple of days. It's pretty similar. Groceries slash you can go to restaurants to do takeout. But people are really taking the exercise thing to the extreme. So so many people are jogging or biking without a mask because you don't need a mask if you're exercising. So what's the point? Singapore is generally a very like fitness-focused city as well, and people enjoy running... Um, in parks and all, right? That's right. I just don't think that the way that they treated this was right. For example, like people's attitudes obviously are not in the right place right now. If you're just jogging and biking without masks and droves, and then from the government's yeah. end, aside from being late to the party, if you make public transit less frequent and you close off certain parts of like popular running paths, then all you do is create congestion. So what what are we actually trying to do over here? Are you just trying to like say that, oh, we tried to do something and you're thinking that the virus is not something you can really put under your control? All right, let's close this one. It was a pleasure. Yeah. We started an hour and a half late, but it was still a pleasure. It at the was end a of the pleasure day. indeed. I'm glad. We there were there still some things I wanted to discuss, but I will, I will close on this note. Um, very appreciative for all the folks who are on. Rohan, who went off to work, Vikran, who is no longer recording, and Ishita, who is now going for dinner. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully, uh, by the time the next episode comes out, things will have changed a lot. But I think from the time being, even from part one to part two, which is this one, the numbers for coronavirus from an infected and mortality standpoint are still going up. So from a live standpoint, it's not looking good. But from an attitude and how society will live and what will be the new normal. Um, I'm very curious to find out, and I think that's going to continue to evolve. So we'll see in a few months, and maybe we can get together and do another episode. But for now, thank you so much, guys. Thanks for organizing this. Okay. All right. See you guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye.